Have you been to the place where the fireweed grows? The caribou roam and the northern lights glow. Come learn from the people who call this place home. This is the 9360. Greetings and welcome to our premiere episode of our second season of Denali 360. I'm your host, Nova. Today, I want to explore the lifeblood of the summer season, seasonal work. To help me expand on that topic is Jake Hill. Jake came to Denali in 2007 and, well, he never left. <laughs> Welcome, Jake. Thanks, Nova. It's great to be here. So let's start at the beginning. What initially attracted you to Denali? Sure. Um, you know, I, I think uh, like so many people uh, who have lived in Denali, have been seasonal workers, um, year-round residents, all of us seemed to have had this this pull to Alaska that we couldn't quite explain. Um, I had never been to Alaska. I knew almost nothing about it. And I just thought, uh, yeah, I should go there. I should go there and see what that's all about uh, and maybe get that out of my system. And uh, so I had made plans to, you know, take kind of a long trip, a solo trip in a summer and um, had spoken with some friends in Cincinnati who said, well, if you're going to go for a trip, you might as well get a job and and try to extend it and stay a little longer. Of course, I knew nothing about what I could do here or what that even meant, but we had uh, a mutual friend in Isaac Turner who um, who said, well, there's uh, there's a dinner theater in Alaska and you've done some theater, so why don't we start there? Why don't we see if that is a good fit? And after uh, a, a video audition for Todd Norris, I was given the opportunity to come in and be a part of that show and was really just kind of floored. I mean, I think what I had in mind was that uh, I was going to come up to Denali and we were going to be in the middle of the woods and we were going to be doing this, this show for moose and squirrels and maybe five guests and, and that it was just going to be completely isolated. I did not expect the thriving social scene that I came into and, uh, and then thought, okay, well, that was kind of fun. I had no idea what, what I was in for. So maybe I should come back for another summer and, and really just be done with it after that, because probably two years is enough to see all of Alaska that I need to. And, you know, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> so, um, so really all it did was, was kind of, um, ignite the, the fire, um, to, to be interested in Alaska, to be interested in other places. And, um, that start that start was something that i i didn't even know how to do and i think that is seems to be a common thread in many stories that i want to go to alaska i don't know how to do it you start asking the people you know or some people just show up and then once you get there that's where you get more information about what we're all doing up here and how we how we maintain how we continue and you originally came from where I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, really had only ever been there. And, and maybe that was part of the draw for Alaska was that, uh, you know, Cincinnati is a great town, um, but I went to college three hours away from there and, um, and had only ever been to kind of the, the East Coast. The farthest I'd been is Florida, and that felt like a, a big trip. So I, I think maybe I thought 
Um, you know, there's a, there's a big world out there. Maybe I'll just go as far as possible in the United States and see what I can find out there. Um, and then, and then try to put it together, see what else I want to see, see where else I'd like to go. Perfect. So for me, it's been so long ago when I first came to Alaska and I came via Colorado. I had had a contract in Colorado, was working there. And I said to somebody, Alaska, and that's before there was reality shows and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that out there to be sort of educated on the state. And I was in Colorado and I said to somebody, gosh, I wonder if I would enjoy Alaska. And they said, well, do you like Colorado? And I said, oh yeah, I love it. And I said, well, it's Colorado on steroids. (laughs) And I used to think that's a perfect, you know, a definition. Now, when I came, I'm really going to date myself. There was, I came with a bag phone there weren't really cell phones yet. I'm sounding archaic. Uh, I went to a pay phone to call my mother once I arrived. You know, the borough was basically boarded up because I didn't really realize that it was May to September. And that meant on the mm-hmm. other months of the year, things were totally closed down. And I just remember at first getting here thinking, what am I doing when it came to a job? But after I was here for a while, well, obviously, you know, the rest is history. You just get kind of drawn in. So I guess, you know, what were, can you remember back to your first thoughts that you had when you got here and, and maybe how that's obviously changed to you living here now? Yeah. I, you know, that boy, I was uh, 25 when I, in my first summer, and I remembered thinking that I was an adult. Uh, you know, I had, I had been through college and I had spent a couple of years after college um, with, uh, with other jobs, this and that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm an adult, so I'm going to go to Alaska and, and I'll have a very adult experience. And within, you know, day one of getting here, I felt like such a lost little kid. Uh, you know, you, you're in this new situation where there are people who seem to know exactly what they're doing and exactly what's happening. There's acronyms for all the places. There's words you can't pronounce. It, it feels like learning to walk all over again. And so that first summer really was, it, it felt like sensory overload. I had never, I had, I had been to Colorado. I had been to some, some of these other places when I was a kid. And so I had some sort of vague, distant memories of mountains or, uh, or o- ocean or river or something like that, but had never seen anything like this. And I just felt like I walked around with my jaw on the ground for an entire summer. And, uh, and, and I was as, as impressed and in awe of the people who navigated it so smoothly, who were very comfortable in with all this uncertainty and, well, you know, um, yeah, we've got some raft trips here and they might start in June, depending on if the river is thawed, maybe they'll start a little later, um, you know, maybe we'll open here or maybe it'll be a, a week later. All of this ambiguity was really hard for me to wrap my brain around and everyone just seemed very comfortable with that. And I think that was as much as of my desire to come back for a second season to just feel like I knew what the hell I was doing, that I could, that I could sort of blend in with all of the people who, who, uh, who seemed to know it so well. And that is where I started to see this, this is how I got ideas for what to do in the winters, what to, or where else I might go. I mean, since I came to Alaska in 2008, I haven't been anywhere else in the summer. Um, it's just only been Alaska, but this is where I started to see uh, see people saying, "Hey, what, what are you going to do in the fall?" Well, I don't know. I guess I just thought I'd 
go home, go back and live in my parents' basement. And they said, oh, well, you know, if you go to Colorado, you can work at any ski resort or you can go here or there. You can go to the Virgin Islands. You can go to Hawaii. You can go do something else for another six months until it's time to come back to Denali again. And that was where I understood this is this is wider than this one job in this one place. This is a, a, a completely different lifestyle that I had no idea existed. And uh, this is just my, um, you know, this is the, the entrance I took to get onto this freeway. A lot of other people took a different entrance, but once you're on that road, you, you see all the places it can go. I had a friend tell me recently that she came from a, a corporate world and she had bought a business in Denali. It had a restaurant, it had a hotel involved in it. And she said, I hate to sound crazy, but before I came here and purchased this business, I really had no idea that seasonal living existed. And when I purchased the business, I thought, well, there's not a lot of people around Denali here. How are we going to find the workers? <laughs> and so, you know, that's when she got her education on, oh, mm-hmm. there's people that have this wanderness, want Mm -hmm. to seek adventure, uh, want to travel extensively and want to get paid to do it, you know, and the beauty is we're living five months out of the year, May through September in Denali as a seasonal worker and getting to embrace it when there's 24 hours of daylight and coming to the cusp of getting to possibly enjoy the northern lights in the fall when we get darkness back and we're getting to see the mountain because we have an opportunity to be here more than a week and we can revel in everything that Denali and Alaska has to offer and then when we're done with that adventure and getting paid for it and getting to share our enthusiasm for what we found, we get to move to a new place when that season is over and you know enjoy that. Yeah. I, you know, I, in, in that first summer or maybe the second, when I started to realize, oh, this is a real, you know, there are people that are, that are making a a lifestyle or, I mean, maybe even a career out of this sort of work. And I started to think, well, why, why did no one tell me about this? Why didn't I know that this was an option? You know, I remember, you know, we all had the experience of sitting with a high school counselor who says, okay, based on this this test, here are the things we think you'd be good at. Maybe you could be a teacher or a social worker uh, or you know X, Y, Z. And you think, okay, maybe, maybe I could do those things, but I, I don't really know. And, um, and it's, those are all jobs that are hard to just try on and see if they fit. You really have to be very invested. Um, and this seasonal lifestyle gives the, the ability not only to try on a bunch of different jobs, but a bunch of different places. So if you don't know what you want to do or where you want to be, this gives you the opportunity to um, not only to travel, like you said, travel and get paid to do so. Someone, as long as you can get from point A to point B, um, a lot of these places will, will give you um, housing. They'll, they'll give you food. And so in, in my um Second and third summers in Denali, I came in real lean on money and thought, well, if I can just get there, if I can get there, I know I got a place to live and I know I'll have food and, and then I can figure it out from there. But it, it just feels like a real missed opportunity because there are people all over the place who have no idea what they want to do with their lives. And, and there are always people telling 
them that they should. Um, and this seems like such a such a great way to be able to try a bunch of different things and see what you like. Let's talk about some of the opportunities that there uh, are for employment in Denali. I mean, we you know, just start talking about some of the type of jobs that you've seen or observed, or you know people have or applied mm-hmm. for, that are options for people to do when they come here for the summer. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just such a, a vast list. I mean, if you think of anything that, that people are doing at hotels, you've got desk agents, you've got bell staff, um, restaurant servers, bussers, um, housekeeping staff, uh, you've got people who are driving the tourists around, bus drivers for uh, getting into the road, bus drivers get, just getting around the the outer um, front country community. There are raft guides and hiking guides and dinner theater performers, um, um, maintenance workers. I, I mean, it, the the list is anything that that I I think I imagined would be a viable job option in a in any city you go to. You think about uh, you know putting down roots in Cincinnati, what are the kinds of jobs I can do there? These are, many of these are options here in Denali, but for five or six months at a time. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people that I know who started out working at, at a front desk at a hotel. And um, maybe they really like that. They like the hours and they just want to, they just wanted to keep doing that for many years. Or maybe that position put them uniquely situated so that they could talk to other people and see what they were doing and what they liked. So maybe they came up to, to be a front desk uh, agent. And then two years later, they're a, a rafting guide and they're doing something that they never knew they could or wanted to. And, and then if they become a rafting guide, then they talk to some other guides who say, oh, you know, you really ought to go and do this in the winter, or you really ought to go here. Um, to sort of hone that skill or broaden that skill. But um, the, the main point, or, or I think the, the, uh, the over, overarching most important thing is just to start somewhere. It might not be the dream job, but man, if you're in Denali and you're um, you know, making beds or cleaning toilets or um, cleaning dishes off of a table, it, it really doesn't matter because you're in this wonderful place and you can always find something else to do next year or um, next month. Who knows? So let's take a moment right now. I'd like to introduce Amanda Chenoweth. Uh, She works for, well, I'll actually let Amanda introduce herself. Amanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Amanda Chenoweth and I'm the general manager for Denali Shared Services in Healy, Alaska with HAP Alaska Yukon. HAP Alaska Yukon is a partnership with Holland America Line and Princess Cruises operating on land under the Carnival Corporation umbrella. In Denali, HAP Alaska Yukon operates two lodges for guests. So Denali Princess Wilderness Lodge and McKinley Chalet Resort. Um, Both are full lodges with restaurants, activities available, tours that you can book right out of the lodges and beautiful rooms overlooking the Nanana River. 
Where I work in Denali um, for Half Alaska Yukon, we have three lodges in the Denali area, two that are open to the public and one that's exclusively for employees, and that's where I work. Um, we hire just over a thousand seasonal employees to come up and um, make magical experiences for our guests. And what my focus is, is on making magical experiences for employees and really getting them out to see and understand and experience the beauty of Alaska. When we are looking to hire all of our employees, we use a website called Coolworks to do a lot of our recruiting. And then we also have a website that is alaskatourjobs.com. And we do all of our recruiting for all of our seasonal positions from there. So all you would have to do is go on there and apply. And one of the hiring managers will see your application and they'll reach out to you to schedule an interview. They'll talk to you about what the job is, how it works, how it fits into the big picture of what we do, and then work out the details of how to get you up to Alaska. What makes working in Denali really special is all the wilderness that you're surrounded by and all the people that are drawn to that wilderness. I would say that I've made some of the best friends of my life working in Denali over the last 10 years. And I think that anyone that is drawn to the wilderness and drawn to the mountains and drawn to the wildlife will meet people that are like-minded and they'll strike up those same kinds of friendships just by taking a leap and working one summer season in Denali. Jake, I think the thing I've really enjoyed is that sort of um, education of different countries. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is along with uh, people from uh, all over the United States, really, there's all people coming from all over the world that are working in Denali. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. We kind of use uh, acronyms, like you say, and we tend to use J1s. J1 is a visa, and it's for educational and cultural exchange programs. And Students come from all over different countries, and they do work for us here. Um, I think most recently, I was trying to think, we've had Serbia, Bulgaria, um, gosh, help me a little bit. What are Moldova, Dominican Republic, uh, Jamaica. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, they just really come from all over. And for me, what was so interesting about it is learning about the cultures and the different countries while you're working alongside somebody. It's a unique education. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And especially, you know... Um, you there 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 may be people coming up here um, who who have maybe maybe they don't have um, or or haven't had the opportunity to interact with uh, the international community and they wouldn't have expected to do so in Denali National Park um, but you know in 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 our job at the dinner theater um, you know we were all people from from all of those places we just named um you know you learn a little bit about where they're coming from what they're hoping to do uh, and this can be a great opportunity for them to uh to make some money put it towards school um uh, buy a car you know wh whatever else whatever else any of us are looking for money for and and i know of people who um from the united states who have made friends that they have gone and visited uh in 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 their in their home countries and i think that's you know i mean that's that's as important or it's a it's a it's an important education in um seeing you know that we're all 
you know, it sounds corny, but we're all the same. We're all looking for the same kinds of things. We're all asking the same kinds of questions. And if you can make a friend from another part of the world and feel like you've made that connection and you could do it some, you know, in a dish pit somewhere in, in the middle of Alaska, that's pretty incredible. Absolutely. For people coming to work here, talk about some of the activities that they can do to explore. I think that companies around here do a really nice job of at least trying to, in a, in a good season that's well-staffed, give everybody a couple of days off to explore the area. So talk about some of the things that the workers can do um, on their off days. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a, that's a, a good point that one of the one of the benefits is that the longer you're here, you mentioned uh, if you're working seasonally, if we're here for the whole summer, we have a better chance of seeing the mountain when it's out instead of that 30% uh, of, of the tourists who get to see it. We have a better chance of seeing wildlife, better chance of getting, getting to do all of these things. And if you are a front desk employee, uh, your manager likely wants you to know uh, the local trails. They want you to have been rafting with one of the local companies so that you can speak to these things when when a guest comes and asks you for it. So there's this great reciprocity with a lot of these businesses that say, hey, uh, we'd like you to bring your employees to experience what we do. We'll send our employees to go and experience what you do. And within your first summer, you could be hiking, uh, you could be rafting, you could get on a flight seeing tour to fly out to the mountain. Um, you could... Uh, ATV. ATV, you could oh gosh. Tours, you could zip line. Yeah. We call them up here familiarization tours or FAM mm -hmm. for short. And it's really nice that we as employees get the opportunity to explore everything that Denali has so that we are able to go in and share that with the guests with a true personal experience having explored them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it really does make a difference when, uh, when, you know, you can tell if you're talking to somebody, if they've, if, if they're making re a recommendation that they've done before, or they're just doing it for the commission, uh, it's, it, it's evident if someone is talking about our, the rafting trip and they've actually been on the river and they can tell you, oh boy, the water's really cold and it's great to have those dry suits. And oh man, that second rapid, you know, it's just a very experience and it's way more engaging for the guests and, and uh, you know, a better experience for everybody. We always laugh because uh, a fa one, of, one of the local favorites from, from how, however long back I can remember is really going to Husky Homestead to Jeff King's. And that's one thing we did mention was dog sledding. There's nothing better than jumping off a, a shuttle and immediately being handed a puppy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a, what a great way. I mean, what a great experience in your first summer. They just put a sleepy husky puppy in your arms. <laughs> and understanding, you know, dog mushing being our state sport, I think a lot of people uh, don't have a good understanding of what that's like. At least I certainly didn't before I came here and understanding that the passion of, that the dogs have for running and getting mm -hmm. out there on the trails, there's really nothing like seeing that. And seeing it firsthand, I think there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, misconceptions and misinformation about how that sport operates and, you know, uh, to be able to come and see it, um, see how much the dogs really love what they do and how much the people who work with them love the dogs is, uh, it's wonderful. And I think, you know, mushing is another great example of a, a pretty seasonal activity. It's hard to do that in, in the summer when there's no snow, but some of these, um, some of these kennels offer tours in the summer for the tourists who are here. 
and that has found a way or, or that um, has given some of these um, these dog mushers the ability to find some version of year-round employment if they if they want it to be able to be running the dogs and actively working with them in the winter and then getting the chance to talk about it and share their passion and their love for it in the summer. And speaking of seasonal work, what a perfect job to have that you wouldn't think of. We listed all the logical ones, yeah. but then there are, you know, giving these Jeep tours or uh, touring with some of the dog mushing companies that we have in the area. Uh, there's fly fishing that's done here where they need guides. There are um, uh, hiking guides. There are, you know, you talked about rafting and and then basic hotel stuff. I think it's pretty amazing all the opportunities that are here for sure. Um, talk a little bit about, you came here as a seasonal worker and talk about some of the jobs you've had over the time. Yeah. So I started as a, um, as a swing for, for the, uh, the dinner theater that, that we both worked at. And it was a great introduction because I wasn't in the show necessarily. So I was, I was doing a lot of um, waiting tables, which is something that I had not done before. Um, so that felt like a new skill for me. I was excited to, to be in a restaurant and, and be working with, um, with actors, real actors in a place like the middle of Alaska. Um, and the next year I came back and, and I was in the show and, um, and then I even managed that business for, uh, or, or directed the show and, and managed the, the restaurant for a few years before moving on to Denali Education Center, where um, a lot of the skills that I needed for that job, I gained from Cabin Night, a familiarization of the area, um, you know, some of just the basic flora and fauna, you know. So in my first couple of years with the Denali Education Center, I was leading the groups. I was kind of there. Um, I mean, we called it a, a, a group leader, but it was sort of a, a liaison, a tour director for these groups of 30 to 40 people. And they would travel all over the state from Fairbanks all the way down to Seward. And because of that, I got to experience other parts of Alaska. I got to go on um, boat tours in Seward and I got to ride the train and um, do some really fun activities uh, that are that broadened my scope even beyond Denali. And then I got to manage those programs for uh, for a few years before moving on to my current position with Traverse Alaska. And I, I think that um, my, that experience is not unique to me. There are a lot of people who work their way through jobs, figuring out what they want to do and building on their previous employment to gain new skills and new experience in in the next job. Somewhere along the way, um, I had the opportunity to stay here year round. And that is something that I may not have wanted to do if I hadn't had the opportunity in so many previous winters to explore other places. Um, working seasonally, um, my wife Anna and I got to travel to and and spend our winters in Oregon, Colorado, Washington. Um, we tried to go to places we thought we might want to live. We knew we were coming back to Denali every summer, but let's see what else we might want to do in the winter. Where Where might we want to be? And after trying that for five or six years, we thought, Let's uh, let's stick around Alaska for a winter. Let's see what that's like. So we tried different parts of Alaska. We spent um, a winter in Homer. We spent a winter in Palmer, a winter in Wasilla before saying, 
let's give Denali a try. Let's see what this place that we spend every summer is like in the winter. And now it's been five years that we've been here year round. And, you know, that's a piece from that first summer in 2008, knowing nothing about what I was doing or where I was going to think that in 13 years, I'd be living here is, is wild. Um, but, you know, it's something that, that I wouldn't have known or been able to even conceptualize until I, I got to be here for just one summer, for five months to work a seasonal job. And, and it led to all of these other jobs and this ability to live here year round. I think more importantly, we're missing a good point is where did you meet your wife? Uh, I met her in Denali. I met her here. <laughs> and, you know, she's also not from Alaska. We're both transplants. And, you know, I think, um, you know, I think we both probably would have continued to come back to Denali, even if we hadn't met. But, uh, you know, I met her in my second summer and her love for Denali was really infectious. And she introduced me to a lot of new experiences. Um, you know, I did my first overnight backpacking trip in the park with her. Um, I traveled uh, abroad for the first time with her. Um, so, so she really helped sort of expand my horizons and my, um, you know, my, my thought of what was possible, what we could do. You know, I, I grew up sort of expecting that I would end up with more of a traditional job. And, and she was already living the seasonal lifestyle of when I met her and was like, no, no, we can go and travel. We can do all kinds of things and still come back to this, this great job, this great community, um, you know, and, and she has made a, a career out of seasonal work um, and, and is, is not alone in that. I think that's a key comment that people don't really realize this can be a career. If you do proper planning, you mm -hmm. can make a year round salary uh, have an income coming in, in some cases, depending on the positions you choose, even get insurance and benefits along the way. And it doesn't mean that you have to stay in one place to do it. You can get educated in the world around you as you travel and work and go to those different places. Talk about some of the jobs that Anna has had. We don't have the pleasure of having her with us today. She's out of state, but tell us, I mean, she's had some unique positions as well. Share those a little bit as best you can. I think she's a great example of, um, of like you said, getting educated here um, for, for something else. She, uh, um, where she grew up in California, in Paradise, California, she, she was a barista at a local coffee shop there for several years and was really good at that. And her first summer in Denali, she was a barista at the um, Denali Bus Depot. We, it was the Wilderness Access Center at the time. And she was making coffee and, um, and giving coffee to people before they got onto the buses in the park and was watching people get on these buses, was seeing the bus drivers come in and out and had the opportunity to ride the bus a few times and thought, boy, that seems like a really fun job. The people who are doing that really seem to, to enjoy it. And she went and got her CDL in California and came back the next year and started driving a bus. She started um, doing um, front country shuttles at the time. So she was uh, driving the Riley Creek loop for, uh, around the campgrounds. She was taking guests up to the, the dog sled demonstrations in the park and, and worked her way up to driving all the way out to Cantishna, all 92 miles of the road. And, um, and she did that for has done that for 13 years. And, and I think that's just, just one of the most remarkable things about working seasonally is 
gathering skills and learning along the way and finding yourself doing things that you never thought or, or imagined you could have done. Absolutely. So we've talked a lot about that person coming to figure themselves out in seasonal work, but I also want to be sure that we give merit to those people that are very well established in what they want to do, but they've chosen to come to Denali for their craft. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people that are uh, have their college degrees, their masters, their doctorates, they're everything from biologists to um, uh, psychologists, entomologists. I mean, yeah, there's all sorts of science that happening here. It's a, you know, it's a biosphere up here. So there are people that are here purposely because of the bugs, the birds, the, uh, you know, the geology, uh, pick, pick your science. And there are people who are here specifically to study it or immerse themselves in it. And those people are such valuable resources for, you know, those of us who are showing up for the summers and we, we don't know what we don't know. And, uh, I mean, it's, there's just such a wealth of knowledge here and, and it's, I think it's great to see that there are so many, um, so many people who are coming here just to, just to take a deeper dive who, who already know a lot about these things. So I have to tell you, I, one summer during the pandemic, I was a campground host out at tech and the Rangers would come and they would do presentations. And I was fascinated in all the interpretive presentations that they would give out at the campground. All the RV campers, tent campers would come around and listen to what they had to say for their 7 p.m. talk. And at one point, one gal was talking about that Denali had a soundscape artist. And I said, what? (laughs) And it's actually the reason I started this podcast, because I was amazed that I had been here over two decades and still continued to be educated in what all Denali has to offer. I had absolutely no idea that somebody was out there doing these recordings, studying the sounds, and using that as a science, as a craft, as a profession. And I'm always constantly amazed at what all there is to do here. Yeah. There are so many interesting and unusual jobs. I think park service is a great, um, is a great avenue. You know, we haven't talked about that, um, but there are seasonal jobs within the park service as well, um, as well as these year round jobs. But uh, Denali has some unique positions. We mentioned dog sledding. I mean, this is the only park with a functioning dog sled kennel. There are government employees who get paid to take dogs out. Um, you know, that's not a job that is anywhere else in the park service. Uh, you know, I don't know if there are soundscape engineers anywhere else, but I know that this soundscape and, you know, this soundscape is different than any other national park. And, you know, so so even if there are rangers who um, general rangers who have worked in other states, I mean, that can be a great a great way to move around the country. If you're a park service employee or, you know, you started out volunteering at one park, that's a foot in the door to go to another park. We definitely have talked about our passion for seasonal living and how seasonal living can, you know, do everything from find you a wife to (laughs) a year round job where maybe you're not as seasonal as you used to be. But let's take a little moment here too to talk about how a person goes about finding seasonal work. Um, I think there's the obvious 
part that there, if you were to Google how to get a job in Denali, uh, up would come coolworks.com, which we know that a lot of people go to that website and there's a variety of businesses that are listed there. We know that there's large corporations. We heard earlier from Amanda Chenoweth telling us about Princess Cruise Lines, Holland America Lines. We know that Aramark has work here. JL Hospitality Group has a couple of hotels. The Pursuit Collection has uh, a couple of hotels and bus companies here as well. Um, and then, of course, there's mom and pop. What would you tell to somebody that, you know, they there's we have gift shops and we have Harley Davidson shops, <laughs> hot dog shops, and we have a variety of, of places and even our smaller hotels that have um, uh, opportunities there as well that aren't part of these large corporations. What advice do you give to people wanting to find that job off the beaten track? If, if you haven't been here before, it could be as simple as just a, an internet search, seeing what businesses are, are in that area and, and just start from there. Many of these, uh, many of these smaller businesses uh, have uh, links on their, on their websites for employment. How do, you, how do you apply? If you want to work for us, who to call, who to email, when to do that. Um, if you've been here for a summer and you you see a business that, uh, that you like, or you, you meet some employees who are doing something that sounds interesting, talk to them about it. Uh, that the word of mouth is such a, um, is such a big factor in seasonal jobs and, and finding the, the next thing that you want to do. Uh, and, and obviously just being physically present is so helpful. Even if you don't think you know what you want to do, um, being in, in the place you want to be, and being willing and able to expand your horizons and try something new and and do whatever you can will will be so valuable to you to just be able to walk into that place in person and say, "Are you hiring? <laughs> when can you start? I can start right now." Um, those are, I mean, the I think the um, just cold calling, cold emailing, walking into a place um, is is sometimes really effective. Let's hear from one of our locally owned businesses, Tonglin Lake Lodge. Tonglin Lake Lodge is located just seven miles south of the Denali National Park entrance on five picturesque acres surrounded by the Alaska Range and on a beautiful lake. This artisan lodge consists of 11 individual cabins, the main lodge building, a large yard and outdoor theater, and campfire circle, all produced and created by local artists and artisans. In the main lodge building, there is the coffee shop and cafe. Our staff consists of chefs, bakers, housekeepers, office people. We keep a very small team and we work very closely together. Each weekend we have events, usually musical performances, classes. We offer yoga classes, hikes right from the lodge. It's a wonderful place to work and we've always had a very nice tight-knit team that's worked well together. It's like a family. If you'd like to join our team at Tonglen Lake Lodge, simply email us at tonglenlake.com. I think a lot of the employers are looking maybe back as far as October, but definitely are taking off looking to fill those positions in February. But I think 
something that's really important to remember is that those employers are always looking for employees from early in the in the year getting ready for that season to start May to September, but you've got college students that have to come in late or they have to leave early at the end of the season. Um, you have an attrition rate of people that just weren't able to come because life circumstances got in the way. And I think it's so important for people to, to realize that they can find work at any time of the year that maybe fits their schedule because there's going to be a need somewhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, just the fact that there are uh, people who, for whatever reason, are looking for additional work. Maybe they have a main job and they're looking for a second job or a third job. Um, like you said, especially in those shoulder seasons, um, when places are a little tight, even being able to offer one day, eight hours a week to to a company can be valuable and can help uh, maybe maybe make something possible for a following year. If uh, you know you, you show up in in September and say, "Is there anything I can do to help?" You'd, you'd be in a good position to to get a, a full-time job with them next summer. Jake, in talking about some of the jobs that you have come across in Denali, one that fascinated me, or maybe I'm always somewhat proud of you for some reason, <laughs> I'm not sure, but uh, was that you had become the assemblyman, am I saying that correctly, in uh, Denali? Assembly member for, uh, you know, in, in Denali, um, Denali is a borough, uh, Alaska has boroughs instead of counties. Um, and, and so our, you know, governing body in Denali is an assembly um, that functions this, similar to a city council would somewhere, but obviously on a much smaller scale. So tell me some fascinating things you learned there from just having a whole different perspective of the borough. Well, it, you know, it's, it's, interesting because with such a small community here i mean the borough itself is is really small um our the, the district that i represented the, the mckinley district there's only about 260 270 year-round residents um and this borough was established in the 90s so you know and because there are so few year-round people it's it's um there are times when um when it's hard to fill a seat in any in any of these um, districts. So I came into the the assembly after the the previous assembly member had had vacated, and so they were looking to just sort of continue that person's term. So uh, I was new to the year round community and was wanting to learn more about what was happening in our borough, how how the borough worked, um, how decisions were made, and so I. I applied for for that position to to sort of um, finish out the the previous member's term, and basically just said that I said I you know I know almost nothing about um, you know rules of procedure or or how to be on a on a local government, but I live here now. I I want to uh, be helpful. I want to uh, be a part of it, and I want to learn. And uh, so I finished that term and I did one additional term. Uh, a full term is three years. And in that time, I, um, I just gained so much respect for the way that our, uh, our borough government is set up. The, um, the, the founding members back in the 90s who set it up um, did some really uh, interesting things. So they set our, um, our, our budget so that we are forward funded meaning that the the money that we are using 
this year, we made last year. So every uh, every part of the world was affected by the pandemic. But you know, I think that the, the Denali Borough was really uniquely situated in that first year in particular because um, we didn't take such a big hit because all the money that we were, that, w- that we had budgeted for, we made the previous year. Um, so there are just some some really um, insightful things that that were thought about to try to maintain the. Um, the, the the original intention of this area, the people who want to live here and call this place home. And, and the other thing that I really appreciated about this is that it's a small governing body. It's a small community. And, you know, like, like any um, local government, all of these meetings are open to the public. Anyone can come and, and be a part of it and see what's happening so that everybody knows, uh, knows what's going on. But the, the public input is so, so helpful for the people on that governing body to be able to say, um, you know, people from this community, um, these are these are the things that are important to them. People from this community, sometimes those things overlap, sometimes they're very different, but uh, it's so helpful as a person, as one of nine, helping to make these decisions, knowing what the people in your community actually think and feel and, and what they would like to see change and how they would like things to move forward. You know, so... You know, since um, <clears throat> since leaving my seat, I've still been involved. Uh, I still have been watching the meetings. That's another uh, interesting thing that came out of the pandemic is that um, they found the way to do these meetings virtually and um, and put them on on YouTube. They've they've got the ability for people to comment, even uh, call in or or um, or join the Zoom meeting and talk about it. But you know, just to see how easy it is to be involved in the local government and how manageable it is. I mean, the thought of being involved in local government in Cincinnati just would have been completely overwhelming and not something I ever would have wanted to do. But in a place like this where you can actually, you know, the government moves slowly and intentionally for for good reason, but to be able over the course of a few years to see change enacted, to see what someone says or, or the input from a community member, seeing that actually getting implemented, it's refreshing to know that that one person's voice matters. Uh, if you take the time to pay attention and and be involved, it, it really can can have an impact. I think the important thing, you know, for us just uh, to share with people is is come to Denali and and check it out. When I was contemplating, uh, uh, you know, all the way back in two thousand seven, contemplating about. Going somewhere, trying something different. Um, I got a good piece of advice from my sister, um, and it has uh, stuck with me through all of these years. And and she said, uh, you know, I'll return to the to the highway analogy that I used earlier. Um, she said, um, it's really hard to know what exit to get off at if you're not on the highway. So just get on the highway, start moving, um, and once you do that, you can you can get a better sense of where you want to go. But I think that the biggest step is just start, just go somewhere, come to Denali, see what we love about it so much. Go to another national park, go to um, a place that has a, a seasonal uh, a seasonal workforce or a seasonal um, experience and just start. And then talk to the people around there and see what they're doing with the rest of their year, where else they've been, where else they want to go. Um, but I, I think the, the biggest um, 
most useful piece of advice I have gotten and could give would just be to start somewhere. And it really doesn't matter where, just, just start that journey. Jake, thanks so much for joining me today. It was uh, Thank great you. to be in your cabin virtually <laughs> <laughs> and join you and uh, well, have your thoughts you, on seasonal living. You've gotten the whole tour. This is, this is all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hello, my name is Anna and I'm the People and Culture Manager at the Alaska Collection by Pursuit. If you haven't heard about us before, let me tell you a little bit about what we do. We have five lodges located around the state as well as a marine boat tour company and a bus tour company. In Denali, we have three properties. One of them is the Denali Cabins, which is located at the mouth of the Denali National Park. We also operate Denali Back a Tree Adventure, which is a bus tour company that takes folks into the national park, as well as the Denali Highway. And finally, our all-inclusive Denali Backcountry Lodge, which is flying exclusive this year, and it's located in Kantishna. Our properties hire for all kinds of roles from hotel managers to front desk, food and beverage, housekeeping, even CDL drivers and boat captains. And we also have a presence in Montana, Banff, Jasper, even Iceland. If you want more information, look us up on PursuitCollection.com and click the Careers tab. is a production of Denali 360 LLC. Interviews are edited by Josiah Robinson. Podcast artwork designed by Daniel Karapedian. Theme song written and recorded by Jonathan and Brooke East. Special content and sponsorship recorded by James Rio. I am your host, Nova Cunningham. For more information on Denali Park, Alaska, go to Denali360.com.